Welcome to Acona Beyond the Articles, the podcast of Acona Online, the student-run newspaper for the Academy of the Holy Names in Tampa, Florida. Each episode is hosted by our staff members in which they give their opinions on a variety of current topics. We publish one episode per week, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, let's start the episode. Hey guys, I'm Janessa. I'm Olivia. I'm Danny, And we're currently recording from Tampa, Florida, and we're going to be talking about Pope John Paul II's letter to women and how some of these ideas are still very prevalent today in our society. Okay, so I figured we could start by kind of going over what this letter is about and um, what he's really trying to like convey with his message here. So as a whole, he's talking directly to the woman and this, that this letter is addressed to, and he's kind of showing them that their unappreciated worth in society is still um, something that needs to be like brought up, brought into the light and kind of um, break the social injustice of women not being treated as they should be. So in the first paragraph, he says he's speaking directly to the heart and mind of every woman. And this kind of shows he's more focused on spreading awareness than um, just like telling people that it's an issue and telling them to resolve it. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think that's very important, the way he phrased it, because it made the message a lot stronger. Because he could just address basically like a a basic issue and not actually delve into it. But he addressed that it's for women and it's about their issues. I think that... Um, once you get like past that paragraph, you start getting into where he starts thanking people individually and like different type of women in our society, like women that work, women that are mothers. And it kind of like reminds people that he's not just talking about a certain group of people. He's talking about all the women in the world and how we should all be like appreciated for like the things that we do stuff like that and I don't exactly remember like exactly where it is it's I'm pretty sure it's like in the beginning of the letter but I remember this one thing that he said is that like women like we we're the like we're one of like the sole reasons why there's a life like on the planet and it really like opened my eyes to the fact that like you know we don't get appreciated much for actually bringing life into the world and like making like adding on like, all these different people. that Like, our world wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for women and the life that they add. Like, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have laptops. We wouldn't have, you know, all these other things that we have in the world, technology, things like that, if it wasn't for women who birthed these other men that created this. So, it's really all women's. It's, it's, they're the ones that really did it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so... Breaking this down kind of paragraph by paragraph, Danny, what you were saying, in the first paragraph, he's really talking about how he's including all women in this letter and how he wants to address women of all different races, gen- not genders, races, ethnicities, everything. So he's speaking at the Fourth World Conference on Women in Beijing, China. And in the first few sentences, he talks about the United Nations, which is a big peace organization. Uh, that res- help to foster the respect of the rights and dignity of women. And once again, he's using this direct language to talk directly to them, showing that he's really engaged in the topic. And it's not just something that he's like talking about because he feels like he needs to. Um, so 
kind of the main outline of this letter is how women bring life into the world, both um, in the respect of like humanity and physically. And so he brings up many examples of how and why they do this and gives reasoning for why women should be given respect because of these things. So I think it's very important to understand that because he's kind of talking to the women saying like, you are worthy, like you are loved, and this is why. I think that this, this, um, like that, this whole letter that is being written to women are, is, is very important for like girls our age right now to read it because I feel like girls our age are like, we're at that stage where we're trying to find our worth and like trying to find like what we bring to the world and like how we bring value to the world and to other people's lives. And I feel like a lot of times we forget that and we forget that we are, we do bring a lot of value and we do bring a lot of, um, like we just bring a lot of importance to the world and people's lives right now. And we just, we kind of let society like bring us down and make, like let us forget that we are actually really important to the world and that we should be valued more than we are. And I think that with the world and how it is, like, honestly, the only way that we can be valued more is if we start valuing ourselves more. And, like, I feel like a lot of girls our age, we don't value ourselves that much. And it's harder for other people to value us if we don't even value ourselves, you know what I mean? I think, like, now is the best age that we should be reading this. Because when we're younger, we understand that there are issues that, that women aren't given equal right equal rights as men. But now is when we actually understand every little detail about those issues and we're able to stand up for ourselves and other women we're able to use our voices go to protest use social media as an outlet for this so i think it's very important that we were given letter to women this year and since we're also seniors we're able to tell underclassmen about this we're able to educate them on these issues and have them help us with this fight yeah i definitely agree with both of you i think that it's really good that we have it our senior year because obviously we're going off to college and we're forming our own identities as we do so and being able to have such a good resource that is still relevant today even though it was written in uh, I think it was 1984 it's still very prevalent and we can see some of the same issues but we can also see some issues that have been resolved um so going off of that we have this idea of treating every human with dignity and treating women uh, how obviously they treat others. So what kind of clubs and groups and policies do you think that we have an academy that kind of displays this um, idea? I think that honestly, like academy as a whole, like explains this idea. Like I think that academy being an all girls Catholic, you know, school really expresses the idea of like, you know, like just girls in like, I don't, it's hard to explain, like girls in general, like girls being able to do like and succeed just as much as men can. And like, I think that being at an all, like, you know, a lot of times, like people ask me like, you know, who, like, what school do you go to? I'm like, oh, I go to Academy of Holy Names. And they're like, what's that? And I'm just like, oh, it's like an all-girls school. And they're like, ew, like, all-girls. Like, why would you do that? And I'm like, actually, being at an all-girls school really helps your confidence. It really helps you, you know, learn better. It really helps 
like a lot of different things. So I think that Academy as a whole really shows that, like, you know, as women, like we can do like so much on our own. Like we don't need someone else or we don't need a man. We don't need like all these other things. And like we ourselves can just do a lot like, like ourselves. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm a part of TLC and we have circles with the middle schoolers. Um, and we would make specific circles about like body positivity and just to boost people's confidence because as women, we're used to having ourselves being brought down and we're used to compromising our integrity for others. And I think here at Academy, we do a really good job of preventing that and just trying to make everybody feel like they're worth something. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving off from, or well, moving from this topic of the respective women and everything, I think another major issue that we see still today in society is that women aren't often like thanked enough for all the service that they do because sometimes we don't really realize like, oh, how much a mother does or how much a wife does or how much a daughter does that really contributes to the overall like happiness of our community or society. So in the second paragraph, uh, Pope John Paul II goes into like thanking these women and thanking them for all that they do. Um, so that they know that they're not being underappreciated. And it by him using this direct language that we've been talking about, it really shows them that he really cares about this cause and wants to make a change so that people do realize um, that these women should be more appreciated. And um, it kind of like brings life into the argument, not his argument here, because it's showing like, hey, we need to thank these women for all that they do, like take a step back and look. So I think that's uh, very important to realize here. I think it's also very important how he thanked women who work because unfortunately this world was brought up with the societal norm that men are the ones who are supposed to bring home the money and women stay home with the children. Um, and we've been lucky to be given the opportunity to work and show what we can give um, and I think it's very important that he said thank you to those women, because especially if you're a mother and you're working, it's a lot harder for you. I know my mom works, um, and she comes home, she's cooking and cleaning all day after work, and we just really don't appreciate our mothers and all the women in the world who do these things. Yeah, I think that, personally, I think the problem is, like, a lot of people don't distinguish, like, housework and, like, taking care of kids, cooking, cleaning, they don't distinguish it as, like, actual work and, like, actual, like, labor that men do, like, when they actually go out and go to do their job. So a lot of people are just, like, you know, men are actually the ones that work. Men do this, men do that. You just stay home. You just stay home and watch TV and all this stuff. Like, no, that's not how it works. Women are the ones that have to you know, take care of the children, especially when you have children, they have to do so much more because women have to create a bond with their child and they have to be able to care for them and nurture for them in the best way possible in the best way that they can. And they also want to make sure that they create a happy environment for, you know, the family. Like my mom always tells me, you know, like the other day we actually got in an argument about it and she, and I was like, mom, you really don't do anything. Like you just stay home. She's like, no, that's not true. Like I cook, I clean, I watch you, I watch your sister. Like I have to, and she also mentions how like 
she's like, you know, I have to take care of my family. Like I have to like do things for my family. So women also have to, you know, not only take care of themselves, but they also have to take care of these, all these people around them. And I don't think that really, a lot of people really see like how much like women do to sustain like a happy, like healthy family. Yeah, Danny, I definitely agree. And that's where we kind of see this idea of spiritual motherhood come into play is that women are expected to have these children, raise them, like do everything for them, sacrifice their own vulnerability for the sake of raising good human beings that can function in society. So I think it often, women often go underappreciated in that respect as well, because they don't really realize how much work goes into that. Like you're teaching your kid not only how to, you know, walk and cook and clean, but you're also teaching them like morals and things that are, can make a huge difference in society. Yeah. And like, also it kind of reminds me, you know, like women get, sometimes in some cases women get faulted for a bad, a child coming out like badly, like for an example, like I'm not really saying this right, but an example would be like the Columbine shooters. Like people would ask the moms, how could you not notice your kid like this? How could you raise them to be like that? All that stuff. And a lot of times women get faulted for, you know, raising their kids poorly. But what about the women that raise their kids to be like in super intelligent, amazing like men and they don't or like girls too, like they don't know women don't really get appreciated for raising their kids to be good, but a lot of times women will get faulted for raising their kids poorly and for them becoming like bad people. Um, touching on spiritual motherhood, I think that's so important that he talked about this um, in the letter because a lot of people don't get credit for the work they do, even if they aren't the mother to that child. Um, because I know I have, like, aunts, cousins who are older than me and will always protect me, always look after me, be there whenever I need them. Even our teachers can be considered um, spiritual mothers because they just care for us in a way that a mother does. Even if they don't have any biological attachment to us, they're there and they care and they just spend the time with us for us to be nurtured. In the uh, 10th paragraph, Pope John Paul II says that women must also put herself at the service of others, a service of love. And I think that's very representative of kind of everything we've been talking about is how um, women can really do their best, but sometimes the outcome isn't what they expected. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, things happen. Um, but the fact that we try so hard and put all of this extra time and effort it shouldn't go unappreciated if there is like a bad result. And um, I think that's also where cultural conditioning comes in is that we live in a society that kind of objectifies women and teaches children a lot of things that they probably shouldn't know until they can fully understand it and are mature. So this idea of like gender norms and social media presence and you know things that have happened in the past all coming back full circle it kind of shows how um, these things that women are doing are really so extraordinary because they're going past that to break those norms and to start something new. Um, what do you guys think in like today's society is still an issue? Like for example, in the workplace. 
I think equal pay is still definitely a big issue. Um, like as we were talking about earlier, men are often the breadwinners or considered to be the breadwinners. But um, I think that's definitely an issue and still like the treatment of people in the professional workplace is also still pretty prevalent. I think that um, it kind of reminds me like when I was, have you guys ever like been in middle, like in middle school? Like someone, a teacher will come in and be like, I need three boys that will help me carry like this, this, and this. And then they can leave the class and like, and I'm like, bro, like, and then they end up carrying like chairs. And I'm just like, okay, so like girls can't carry a few chairs. Like I feel like a lot of times when it comes to like being able to do labor and stuff, a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, like, yeah, scientifically, like a men's body build and things like that, but like women can still do like a lot of labor that men can do like the same women are also um objectified at work due to due to their clothing i was reading something the other day and women in congress are not allowed to wear dresses and i i just don't understand why it's women are allowed to wear whatever they women should be allowed to wear whatever they want and then unfortunately there's still people who say well, depending on what they're what they're wearing, that's going to get them raped. It is never a woman's fault that she is raped. It is the person who raped her. And like it said in Letter to Women, um, Pope John Paul II said, let's blame the person who raped her and society for accepting that and teaching that person that it was okay to rape that woman. Yeah, so like my question is, you're going to fault a woman for being crazy about wearing tank top but you're not going to fault a man for being crazy about objectifying someone and just thinking that they can do whatever they want to them so her mind's crazy for wearing a tank top but his mind isn't crazy because he's just thinking about people and how they can just use them yeah so um i definitely agree with everything that we have been you know kind of talking about for the past 18 minutes um uh, just to finish off, I think one of the most important quotes in this whole letter says, perhaps more than men, women acknowledge the person because they see persons with their hearts. And I think that's really important because it's showing like women do so much more than just seeing the surface. And there's so much more to being a woman than people often perceive. So I think it's very important to kind of represent that at school, in society, everywhere that we go. Agreed. All right.